this week's episode of Faster Masters Rowing Radio. Grab a seat at the table as Masters Rowing Coaches Marlene Royal and Rebecca Caro share their biggest secrets on how to unleash your hidden potential and plot a new course for real results on the water and off. Now, on to the show. everybody and welcome to another edition of Faster Masters Rowing Radio. I'm Rebecca Caro and today we're talking about how to make winter ergs fun again. Now before I kick off into those five big tips that you're going to love I want to run through what's in the Faster Masters program for February. We've got three training plans 1k base preparation for people who are going to be doing 1k racing in uh, May, June, July, and so on. A two to 5K March peak for people doing head races, long distance races in March. And we're also concluding the Crash B training program for people doing erg or indoor rowing races, even though we know that the Crash Bs isn't actually happening now. On our erg intensive, which is a separate program that we're running, we're really proud that we had a winner at the virtual head of the hooch and two of our participants have logged personal bests, one of three seconds and the other of six seconds. So proof that our programs do work for people who choose to do them. Back to the February program. We've got a lifestyle article about heart rate variability, which helps to track your training readiness. And if you're prone to catching viruses, as many of us are at this time of year, it could be a really useful tool for you to have so that you don't risk your body. Our technique articles about force curve inconsistencies, what might cause them and what might your resolutions be. This follows on from January's technique article, which was about how to understand indoor rowing force curves. The performance article focuses on rowing and your weight, as in your body mass, and how this affects the speed of your boat over a 1000 meter course. And we've got a bonus of some boat colors, which I'm not going to tell you any more about, but I'm pretty proud about that article. Now, if you're keen to follow a program with us, please go to fastermastersrowing.com forward slash join. Now, how do we make winter ergs fun? I've got five key things that I think you can do that will improve them for you. And one of the reasons that people find ergs not fun is that they're often long endurance pieces. And the thought of sitting down on a machine and having 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, where you're going to be rowing a very similar stroke rate consistently for a long period of time just can be really, really daunting. So my first tip for how to make your ergs fun is to follow a program. Don't just show up and think, I'll make it up on the day, because you've got no uh, goal, no destination to aim for. And by following a program and keeping a record of what your training is, you stand a much better chance of being able to measure your gains and see what sort of progress you can develop over a reasonably short period of time. A program in all probability won't be exactly the same every single day. And 
for example, in the Faster Masters training programs, we allow you to either row on the water or on the erg and do the same session. So although, of course, we have long distance endurance fitness training as part of our program, you might choose to do those sessions on the water and only come in and use the erg when the weather is inclement. My second tip for how to make winter ergs fun is to train with a group. There is nothing worse than sitting on your own on a rowing machine in your garage. Having friends to train alongside makes so much difference. And even if you do have to be physically on your own in your location, which is what I ended up doing a lot of during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns, with my training buddies in the club, we agreed that we would all do the same workout on the same day, starting at the same time. And so you felt an incentive to be there to show up in exactly the same way as if you're in a boat and the crew can't go out because they're one person short because you didn't show up. Added to which, we also took to sharing photographs of our flushed faces after we'd finished the workout with each other just for a laugh and to prove that we really had done it. My third tip is to reward yourself. Give yourself a little bit of something nice so that you can um, feel good about what you've done. Now, some people will feel it's sufficient reward to note your progress and see that you went, you know, nine meters further today than when you last did that same workout. Others will record the change in their splits. Others will record their physical feeling, how you felt in yourself. I felt strong. I didn't feel so tired in the, you know, third quarter and so on and what you give yourself as your reward is entirely up to you whether it's just a gold star on a chart on the fridge or whether it's something else that you find uh, rewarding and beneficial I personally like to buy myself rowing kit clothing and uh, so yeah, a nice new singlet or a pair of shorts or something that I'll enjoy wearing later on in the year is my way of rewarding myself but you, know, you choose what works for you the fourth tip is to set short horizons. By this, I mean, when you're actually doing the workouts, don't sit down and think, oh, Lord, I've got 59 minutes still to go. No, give yourself a destination that's reasonably in the near future. So a five minute ahead focus so that you can do what you choose. But for those five minutes, you're going to focus on one thing. Many times I choose technique focuses that could be keeping a good leg drive or making sure that I don't shoot the slide at the catch. Going back to number two, where we trained with a group, we used to all take it in turns to call out a technical focus each five minutes and we go down the line of rowing machines. So someone would start and then when it came up to the five minute, the next person would choose something that would really help them. And we'd all work on the same thing together. And you get that good group feeling that everybody's pursuing a common cause. So use your short term horizons. And if things get really challenging, remember, you can do anything on the erg for one minute. You're reasonably unlikely to suffer very serious injury or distress like in your breathing for one minute and this 
also may help you find that you improve your ability to pace yourself and start at a split that you can then sustain through to the end of the workout. My fifth suggestion is to distract yourself. So, of course, this is somewhat at odds with your short horizons and rewarding yourself. But the sorts of things that I do are kind of, I suppose you think of them playing mind games. We often listen to music while we're rowing. And so I will set myself a challenge that I won't look at the screen at my split until the end of a song. So I know I've got to row three and a half, four minutes before I can check back and see how much time remains or how much distance remains. Sometimes I'll distract myself by shutting my eyes. What can I feel about how my body is moving and how the load is coming on while I am rowing without using my eyes? And of course, as humans, we're really eye dominant in terms of our five senses. And so removing that sense helps you to focus perhaps on other things that are more subtle and might have escaped your notice. I also like to listen to the flywheel. So a different sense. What does it sound like? Does it get louder as it moves towards the finish? What are the things that I can do to hear that whir and get it going in a really consistent way that I want it to be? I typically like it to get louder at the finish of my stroke. What about some technical things? You might want to set up a mark with some tape or a drinking straw so that your oar handle touches it or passes over it at the catch. So that if you're trying to get your body rocked forwards and find it's a particular challenge, or if you rock too far forwards, having a physical thing that you can keep an eye on to see if you can manage to control your movements and make them more the way your coach wants them is a good technical challenge, which you can also use to distract yourself. I will sometimes do a technique focus for myself for 10 strokes. Then I'll spend 10 strokes not thinking about anything. And then the next 10 strokes come back and focus again on that technique thing. Did I sustain the change that I wanted when I wasn't thinking? Or do I need to focus back in on it and pay it more attention? But of course, the benefit of not thinking is that you're trying to make a movement automatic so that you don't have to focus religiously every single stroke on one particular thing. I also like to check that I'm getting enough rock forward. So I will sometimes check that my hamstrings, I can feel a tiny little stress on them that I definitely have got them um, I suppose tight uh, or you know feeling my hamstrings before I rock forward bend the knees and start to go up the slide. You also could change the measurements on the screen of your indoor rower, change it to calories, change it to watts, move it away from something that's familiar so that you've got something different to learn about how your rowing is uh, delivering what you want. What is particularly a strong variable? So when you're used to 500 meter splits where the machine usually averages over three strokes so that it takes you a little while to hit a level steady uh, 500 meter split. By comparison, watts seems to jump around a lot more and it's much harder to row consistently. So you can give yourself that as a challenge. Or you could look at your force curve. Um, change the display so that you can see your curve and see how consistently you can make a 
force curve that's always the same every single stroke. So those are five things that I think you can use to make winter ergs fun. I've got one last little thing to tell you about, which is that we don't generally do rowing camps at Faster Masters Rowing. We sell educational products and training programs. But I've been invited to do a course with US Rowing. They're doing a master's camp from the 1st to the 4th of April 2024 at the National Training Center in Chula Vista, which is outside San Diego. And if you are on my uh, newsletter for fastermastersrowing.com forward slash newsletter, you will shortly receive information about that camp and how to come and join us. Everything is provided. Food is included, accommodation is included, boats are included. We've got They've got an incredible range of boats which they're delivering, everything from singles up to definitely quads. I'm not quite sure about eights. Um, but all of these things will be there for you. And if enough people sign up, I will be there as one of the coaches on the camp. And I will say, the, the other coaches are simply splendid. They include Leslie Wright, Al Morrow, who is a Canadian, very famous Canadian coach, Volker Nolte, uh, also Canadian and the author of the book Masters Rowing. And actually, you will have a fantastic time if you want to come. So watch out for our newsletter and I will do my best to be there by getting enough people to sign up. Now, just to wrap up on our how to make ergs fun, a little comment from a Liza listener suggests the guy from Atomic Habits would suggest just turning up for a very short erg regularly is the way to build a habit. And of course, actually, that's really, really true. And another, <laughs> another empathy from a listener who thinks that ergs can be seriously challenging. And hello to Rich who's watching in Casper, Wyoming. Really nice to see you again as well, Rich. So I very much hope that you can use this to improve your own mental approach and physical approach to your rowing. And till next week, bye-bye. You're part of the Rowing Chat Podcast Network. Please tell your rowing friends about the show. And if you've learned just one helpful thing from today's episode, please consider supporting the show for as little as $1 per month by visiting fastermastersrowing.com forward slash podcast.